Jake, we had a pretty good little Thursday here. Uh, yeah. We nailed the 49ers minus 10 if you watch the NFL show. Um, it got a little nervous there. It got a little sweaty there. The Niners struggling in the red zone, it seems like. But put it away, uh, you know, for us in the fourth quarter. Uh, a game that played out kind of like we thought. Again, other than the red, 49ers' real struggles in the red zone, I think. Uh, kind of played like exactly yeah. what we thought. Um, if, if you're with us on Dub Club and you heard uh, Cousin Jared and I, we discussed every single college football game. And we said, for Thursday, I said, hey, I said, Cousin Jared, there are going to be people who just want to put their money in this game. What should they be doing? And he said to take the under. Um, that never got sweaty. Uh, that was that was an easy winner. On the show yesterday, uh, Cousin Jared gave out two winners of the three. And for our people over on Dub Club, I was able to deliver two out of three pitcher props. So I feel like we're doing pretty well here uh, wrapping right. up this week. Yeah, yeah, you want to go? You can take your, you can take your lady out for a nice dinner on there after all the Thursday morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we've got uh, a day game on Friday. Um, no is official pick, is it though? Yeah, Rockies <laughs> on the road. Never a great team. Uh, the price is pretty steep. So for now, we're not really touching it. It's priced pretty well. We'll see what happens in the morning uh for that one but a ton of night games here uh and we'll get right to it white Sox and red Sox, and look uh the red Sox were hanging around for the wild card spot they weren't really that different of, of a spot than the blue jays not that long ago it seems like and then they just were like nah let's golf in october yeah um i don't i mean it sounds nice um the White Sox kind of felt like that all season, <laughs> though, to be honest. So we're definitely talking to you about a game that somebody has to win um, because that's the rules of the game. Otherwise, both of these teams, you feel like the way the White Sox have gone all season and the way the Red Sox have gone of late, you'd think both would find a way to lose. Um, it, it, you know, as much of the Red Sox have struggled as of late, you know, the White Sox not playing any better as of late can't give you confidence there. So we kind of can ignore that part of it and just break down the game. The Red Sox have a better offense, uh, better bullpen by a long shot, and they'll have the much better starter in here. Chris Sale versus Tuki Tucson. Sale's better than that 466 ERA. The underlying metrics on his almost 100 innings this season say his ERA should be more in the upper threes. And you contrast that with Tuki Tucson and his near 100 innings the underlying metrics say his ERA should be right around five. Now it's at 540, but around five is really bad. It's a pretty big mismatch there. You have to think that in a battle of two teams, that it's not like you can point to one or the other playing really well, that the more talented team just wins out. We like the Red Sox here. We're going to lay one run and minus 157 odds that turns into a C grade. If you're looking at the money line, the current price on that minus 206 would also be a C grade model says it should be minus 210 is what that 68% with the decimal converts to on the run line. The current price is minus 105 model says it should be minus 105. So not any extra value really on the run line. As of now, these numbers change. They move around, shop around. This is one where if you shopped around, you maybe could find yourself more in B-grade value. But Jake, the idea of this, and I tell people all the time, you know, I built the model. I come up with that. The A-grades, we know we play. And then I kind of give you all the board and say, hey, of all the Bs and Cs, 
what should we look into? And, and this one caught your eye, even though it's only a secret, you thought we should be looking harder at this one. Why is that? I, I just think the talent gap is too great here. Um, both neither teams got anything to play for other, other than uh, just <laughs> individual statistics yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe some contract incentives or something like that along the line. Uh, but it, it just, the talent gap is too wide, but this is one I highly recommend doing the minus one way you have it set up because the way the Red Sox have disappeared after being close to that wild card, I don't know that I trust them to win by two all the way. And normally I'm more aggressive with that on this one. I'm holding back because, I mean, Chris Sell can get blown up, but I'm a beta Braves fan. I've done the Tukey Jassant experience, and that's uh, a wild ride. So, like, I expect this one just kind of be all over the board, pretty high variance, but I think in vast majority of those, the Red Sox win. The Red Sox run differential on the season, despite the being in last place in the AL East, is plus one. The White Sox run differential is minus 182. I mean, that kind of sums up everything. We could have just done that and just be like, that's it. Let's move on. Like, It's one of those things where, again, we're talking about trying to find the, the best opportunities. And again, the A-grade plays delivered each and every day. Those are, we're locking those in. What we're saying is of the other ones, where do we think we have an interesting? We think we got a little bit of an edge here on the Red Sox. Again, I'm like, you like the minus one there. If they win by one, who cares? We move on. No harm, no foul. It's a Friday night. It's not like a Saturday. We talk about Saturday, especially with college football now. Got to get a little bit pickier because our units are going to yeah. be spread pretty thin on Saturday, right? So it's a different story than on Friday. But on Friday here, if it pushes, no big deal. They might get blown up. Like you said, Chris Sales, that's happened before. If so, the minus one at least saves us a little bit of the odds. Uh, I will point out I was at a Tuki Tucson star earlier this season. The one game that I went to uh, in when we were in New York for those two weeks, uh, I, I saw him pitch. And I tell you, he, you know, I think – the rating is pretty spot on with him. From what I saw, he pitched, I think, five innings in the game, and he looked great for four of them and terrible for one of them, and it completely threw everything off, and that's just kind of what he does, right? And I think probably as a Braves fan, you probably saw a lot of that, right? That potential is so tantalizing there. He just can't put it together. It's not like it's a small sample size. That's been kind of just who he's become as a pitcher yeah. who is good enough to hang around the big leagues, but he can't really ever get consistently good outings going it seems like yeah it was just very frustrating like right he would just have that one inning in it and it was random so you never knew when to actually pull him you don't know if it's like, right was it gonna be in the second like, or the fifth or the yeah. you never knew <laughs> yeah so you couldn't it would to me it was be really hard to manage him and they, like they tried everything that they know of to work with him and they just couldn't get it so they finally gave up and shipped him out he's got the talent and he's got yeah. the ability and he seems to be like seems to work at it it's just mm -hmm. i don't know you can't figure that one inning out every time. Definitely seems like he has location issues. And there are guys who have location issues. Blake Snow being one of them who just defies all logic and can figure it out. Typically, these guys end up in the bullpen. Blake Snell's been, again, the chupacabra that has somehow not ended up in the bullpen because he gets the results, despite the fact that his command can just be... A, a, a mystery at times. And I feel like Tucson's the same thing. I wonder if he'd be better in the pen because that command that he had that, that has those issues, sometimes just leaves over the plate, gets hit around. Sometimes he's just walking tons of people because he can't find his own, that sort of thing. The, the Red Sox are good enough, especially in that park, to put up a cooker number against him. So we like Red Sox here at minus one. A little bit of value here, a little bit of play that's worth uh, your investment. You know, that run differential, I think, kind of says the story. 
even though the Red Sox have been frustrating as of late, you know, not played well as of late, they're still going up against a team that they're much better than. We've long talked about it's hard to identify the mental motivation of teams, and so that's why we just kind of stick to the numbers, and the numbers here suggest the Red Sox should be favored by a little bit more. Uh, the benefit to the fact that the Red Sox are the better bullpen is even if Sale struggles early, they've got a bunch of guys in that pen who can eat up multiple innings and can keep us alive in this bet, whereas the Red Sox, the White Sox don't really have that possibility. So if, if Toussaint gets lit up, uh, they're probably in a for a long night. Which takes us to our second game here. Same time slot, Orioles at the guard. Oh, and I, did, I skipped by this last time. I'm not going to do it this time. There's your screenshot for Dub Club if you want to see all of the information that we give out. That's, again, a sampling for you there. So, so pause Pause the video, zoom in if you want. That's the type of stuff you get on Dub Club each and every day. All sorts of great information. Now moving on to Orioles and Guardians. Uh, Guardians with a winner on Thursday night, throwing a bit of a wrench into the ALE standings. Yeah. They've got a four-game series here. And the return of Shane Bieber, you're starting to see a Guardians team. I... I Obviously, they're not going to make the playoffs, but the way the Guardians look today feels a lot like last year. They still have a ton of pitcher injuries, but now they're getting Bieber back. The offense now is like last year, below average, but it's not terrible. It's not greater than the 70s, where it was a part of the middle of the season when they had some of those injuries. So it, it, it feels like today's Guardians team are like last year's frisky. They can win a few games. They're not great. But if they had this team intact and didn't have all those pitcher injuries, this seems like the team that would have competed with the Twins, who also had tons of pitcher injuries, in a mediocre AL Central. Unfortunately for them, too little, too late. Orioles, of course, in the playoffs, fighting tooth and nail for that division. One seed, I'm not sure how much the one matters versus the two. What does matter is the one versus the four. And that's what we're talking about here. Uh, If they cannot... Uh, maintained their now, I believe, one game lead over the Rays. It's it's narrowed it down. Um, obviously, the Orioles, um, you know, better offense. Relievers pretty similar across the board. Um, of of note, for those of you been tracking, I did go through today and refresh it just from time to time. Which pitchers are starters? Which are relievers? Uh, moving DL Hall, I kind of missed previously that he was now in the bullpen for the Orioles gives them some extra reliever depth. The model likes him in the bullpen. It's tough with some of these guys who are sometimes starters, sometimes relievers. You got to kind of keep on that. It's hard for me to catch all those things. So that's why the Orioles reliever grade gets a little bit better here. Um, You know, in Cleveland with the better starting pitcher for the Guardians, of course, the big question, how long can can, can Bieber go? I would not be touching his pitcher props whatsoever because I don't really know exactly how that's going to play out. But, um, we know he's a good pitcher. Dean Kramer, not bad, not good, and not as good as that 417 ERA. And that's what that rating is telling us of 98. Uh, underlying metrics says ERA should be more in the mid fours. Bieber, just consistently solid. I mean, for, for the last several years now, it, it seems like just goes out and gets the job done. On this one, we're going to be talking about the total. You can see there the model projects 7.7 runs. We're going to go under eight. Uh, Jake, we're expecting a playoff type atmosphere or playoff type approach from the Orioles trying to whatever game on the stretch, quick hooks on pitchers, things like that. That tends to keep runs down under eight is your pick for this game. Tell us why. 
Yeah, I look. I think it comes down to how the pitching is going to be handled and with Kramer. He's good. Any sign of trouble, they're going to yank him because they, the yeah. Orioles have a solid bullpen, uh, and with a one-game lead, they have to treat it like it's an elimination game. And then the Guardians looking at next year, Bieber coming back. He's probably got an inning or a pitch count on him, mm-hmm. and any slight, yeah, any slight injury risk and whatsoever they're going to pull him and they've got a good bullpen um switching pitchers up keeps batters out of out of it really the, does and they can't i mean all, you can watch all the film you want but it, it doesn't matter in the in the game when you're not seeing the same guy twice you can't make any adjustments so i think that's really going to keep the scoring down neither offense is something to write home about they're both very average ish i mean the world's slightly above average but like uh, it's nothing scary, so I think there's going to be just not a lot of runs in this one. The Orioles have been so good. We've, we've long talked about it with the addition of Adley Rutschman has helped them behind the plate, call better games, control the base running, make the pitchers better, and they've done it really with pitching. Their offense has been okay. But like I said, they've done it with pitching. And when you look at their starters and the grades they get, Kyle Bradish, Grayson Rodriguez having a good you know, season after kind of an up and down start, uh, you know, Gibson's been very respectable. Krimmer's one of their weaker pitchers um, might be their weakest pitcher. You have a question mark with John means because John means of course was the ace of the staff uh, in their dark years uh, before just being derailed as seemingly his career derailed by injuries. Now he's back. So he's kind of the question mark. Don't really know much about that situation, but you're talking about one of the weaker pitchers for the Orioles here in Krimmer and that, I think it's exactly what you're saying. There's no need for them to let him go longer because you're looking at him saying he's one of our weaker starters. We've got good relievers. Let's go to them. There's no, you know, thought in the back of your mind as a manager of I need innings from this guy. You might say that with the way Bradish has been this year. You're really hoping to get innings out of him being, you know, such a good pitcher with Kyle Gibson being a veteran. You're like, I, I want to get my innings out of this guy because I know he can handle it. I don't think that's the way you treat Dean Krimmer. I think he's going out there and he's getting four or five innings and you're happy with it. You move on if it, at the first sign of trouble. And like you said, there's been a number of hitters who've talked about it being difficult. Some of these bullpen games, this isn't a bullpen game, but the bullpen game type thing being so difficult every time you come up with a new, uh, a new arm, new angle, new pitch repertoire, everything like that. So if these guys only go two times through the lineup, that doesn't really hurt our under <laughs> any necessarily. And if they go longer, they're going longer because they're pitching well. doesn't hurt it either. So it's kind of one of those either way we're, we're kind of set up for success. Whereas you look at a, a game with some pitchers and you say, if the guy gets pulled early, we're in trouble. These guys get pulled early. I think we're fine. And so I like the fact that we got multiple avenues to win this. Thursday night's game was five to two under this. I see a similar type setup, a low scoring. This Guardians team, I mentioned it at the top of the breakdown, feels a lot like last year's team, like the team they kind of, obviously they wanted the better offense, but kind of who they are, they like to play in these low scoring games. They're very comfortable with that. They try to drag you into it. Um, obviously it's not quite the same as like pace with basketball and football, but yeah. this is what they wanted. They want to play in those low scoring games. Uh, and that's kind of how this sets up. We talk about the weather as well. You've got a pretty pitcher friendly ballpark in Cleveland, especially this time of year. Temperature will stay in the 60s. Wind will be blowing slightly in, slightly across. It might not help the pitchers, but it definitely is not going to help the hitters. So we're not expecting any ball to be flying type thing there in Cleveland. Uh, Again, in a park that this time of year can play pretty pitcher friendly. So under eight, our pick on that one, which takes us to our last game of the day, Tigers and A's. Uh, Jake, Cousin Jared was on yesterday, gave out the Tigers as a B grade. And the more and more I thought about that, 
I was like, that was just a no brainer pick. And, uh, you, you know, part of it was, of course, we talked about the starter. That was one of our pitcher props that we won. He's been a revelation, but this A's team just struggling uh down the stretch here and as long as the price isn't too high you have to love fading them and the price here isn't too high again minus 132 gets us to a b grade i'm pretty high on sawyer gibson long a guy i'm going to be completely transparent about y'all with had not heard of until about two months ago uh again i do the data like i don't necessarily watch minor league games unfortunately i've got too many other things to watch uh but he's been really good in his 10 innings it's only 10 innings so i don't want to make too much of it but the underlying metrics in those 10 innings are very positive so it's not like it's been overly good luck he gets a pretty decent projection from his minor league stuff uh much better than a, a guy coming up like we talked about estes with the a's the other day ken waldachuk's a guy for the a's who just continues to get run out there isn't very good unfortunately for the a's their whole rotation is made up of not very good pitchers. He's not really any different than Luis Medina, the guy we faded here on Thursday. He's not really any different than JP Sears. Um, he's probably better than Estes, who we, we talked about. We were very nervous about him coming up. Um, and Blackburn's been the guy we've been confident backing because he's actually competent. But the, the, the Sears, the Waldschucks, the Medinas, and they've got several other guys, Hogan Harris, uh, Rosinski when he started Caprelli, and these guys, they're all kind of the same. They're all pretty rough. And that's the bottom line here is you get these Angels pitchers that are pretty rough. It really brings their terrible bullpen into the fray, and that's what Blackburn does for us. If Blackburn's pitching, he can give you six, maybe seven on a good day, solid innings, keep you in the game and the A's are like, okay, now is the time to use our better relievers. Cause we only got like one or two of them on it on a night when these other guys go in, you end up so many times where you have to go to four or five different guys out of the pen. And they do not have four or five guys that can consistently get big league outs. Unfortunately, according to the model tigers on 59% of the time, this is a B grade at minus 132. yesterday's pick didn't ever quite get to an A grade, unfortunately, but as we were preaching, it was a B grade that should be on your card. And the same thing here, the A grade price is minus 127. I don't know if it ever gets that five cents better, but whether it does or doesn't, this should be on your card just like it was Thursday. Jake, tell us more. Yeah, I mean, this it's a no-brainer just like Thursday's was. This is just that Tigers are a better team. You tell us the pitching all the way. It, it's wild to me to see the Tigers offense rated around the same as the athletics because it just seems like those teams are in different stratospheres. Yeah. And Waldachuk is not a great pitcher, but it's a fun name to say. It so is. Maybe maybe that's why they they keep him running out there because the announcer just likes to announce it. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I mean, I'm going to guess that's not right, but uh, but we can we can. Run I'm going to go with it. You know? Yeah, that's that's going to be what? my reasoning. Uh, I like it. I mean, you know, back in the day when you used to do MLB show fantasy drafts, I used to draft guys based on names sometimes. That's For sure. Hard. Oh, 100. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's I, I just Tigers have the pitching that's just so much better all around and i think their offense is good enough to definitely win this uh doesn't matter what where the scoring comes from they you just have to score any and the a's are going to make it very easy yeah um tiger's offense you know not great according to uh wrc plus for the season uh they are barely third to last in baseball second to last of course is the white Sox the team we talked about earlier that we were just saying just has been terrible all season of course if you're a white Sox fan you know that um 
you know, it, it's and the A's offense is a little bit better. I think my my ratings line up pretty well with with a stat like that. And, and the teams haven't changed that much. There's been a few guys up and down, but it's been mostly the same guys. There's been no drastic you know movement um, on the season. There, neither one of these offenses is very good. Like it's just all about the pitching. The Tigers have competent pitching, and the A's don't. And that's the interesting story about this A's team. We've talked about it all year. I don't know how many times we've said it. This A's offense isn't terrible. Um, if they actually had some competent pitching, they probably could go out and win 70 games. As we know, though, from the start of the season, they had no desire to be competent, and this was their plan all along. It's definitely like we're living the plot of Major League or Major League Two, whichever you know. Take take your you know pick your poison there. Um, so you know, here we are. It's just they didn't trade away the hitters that were actually competent. They could have traded away a couple or a couple guys that had decent years could trade away. Didn't do it. Um, you know, I, I, this off season, I guess, or, or next year's when that'll happen. So um, I'm sure we'll just keep reliving the same nightmare. Unfortunately, if you're an ACE fan, um, Tiger share at minus 132. Again, no locks in gambling. We're not trying to say, uh, you know, they for sure win. The A's have won 40 some odd games this year. Uh, they probably win another game this year. Probably. I say probably, cause I can't guarantee it, but uh, you know, never know which one it'll be. It's just the idea is that the probability the Tigers win, you know, according to the model, and I, I kind of just think looking at the eyeball test seems higher than this minus 132. Very leery of people just eyeballing think this minus odds looks good, but minus 132 just seems short for a Tigers team that's, again, not good, but they're just very meh, very mediocre. And that's not what the A's are. The A's haven't had a home field edge in years now as their owner has tried to alienate their fan base. When the A's fans show up, they are fantastic and they have a good home field edge. It just, they haven't shown up because the owner has, you know, again, plot of major league them. And so again, if you're an A's fan, my condolences, I get why you haven't shown up. I wouldn't either. Um, But because of that, it's made them not have a home field edge. So there's really nothing to point to uh, for the A's here. And again, I'm a big fan of uh, Sawyer Gibson along. He's a guy I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in a full whole whole season next year. Tigers got a lot of pitching. Feels like two years ago, the Tigers finished season strong and we thought they were going to be good last year and they weren't. So maybe they will next year. I don't know. I, I keep waiting for the Tigers to get it together and compete in that division. It just hasn't happened yet, but I feel like they're on the cusp every single season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like that's all the Tigers every time. It's like, ah, maybe next year. It's like it's like a lot of college football base, fan bases too. Ah, next year will be our year, and it just mm. doesn't, doesn't work out. Mm, yep. Uh, that is our picks for the day. I looked through pitcher props. I didn't find anything I loved tonight. Not all the props are available tonight. Don't want to force anything, but – for my people over on Discord. Y'all bug me again tomorrow. I completely forgot today until someone reminded me. That's when I went and found you two out of the three that I gave out that were winners. Do the same thing. I'll give you something for Friday if you're with us over there on Discord. Again, all the people on Dub Club do everything I can to take care of y'all. If you want to be part of that group, that sign-up link's in the show description. And if you want to check out the player prop stuff yourself, outlier.bet slash professor, get you the free seven-day trial to check out all the things I'm looking at. I use that along with my own model, of course, that I built in order to come up with these player props. We've been doing really well on the show. Uh, the player props, we've now won uh, four in a row on the show. And again, two of the three that I gave out there. So that makes uh, what six of the last seven. So uh, you can play around with the same stuff, outlier.bet slash professor. Or again, just sign up on Dub Club and I'll just deliver them right to you whenever you ask. Because, uh, you know, for my people over there on Discord, you know, y'all ask me things and I, I try to deliver. So, um, hopefully hopefully i'm delivering for it if not again just let me know and i'll do what i can uh, otherwise that's what we got jake 
what do you have to say for people heading to the weekend? Make sure to check out the football videos. I mean, college football is full of great information. And and the NFL, we're riding a hot hand right now. So continue to do with Thursday night's wins. Make sure to check those out. Make, sure, make you some money this weekend. Interesting note. I will want to update people on the NFL uh, show. The Panthers project a whole lot better with Andy Dalton at quarterback. I think, I think we kind of mentioned that a little bit. I don't know exactly what we said because I was not a – aware of his injury status that's more of a revelation here later in the week from when we recorded that but um uh, the panthers i am not saying i think they beat the seahawks i'm just saying uh i love the seahawks with bryce young playing with andy dalton playing i'm like i'm a little bit less excited i was really hoping to fade bryce young not that again i don't know i have anything against the guy he's just not an nfl quarterback today maybe he'll never be i have no idea but today he's not an nfl quarterback like a bunch of these rookies are uh so that kind of changes things up but again these are all the updates that i give to the dub clubbers update the model rerun it again always do an injury update stuff like that uh so again if you want to sign up that links in the show description but you're absolutely right if you haven't yet check out all the football videos uh one more week of baseball and then uh and then all the baseball content's exclusive to dub club so uh uh jake one more week of baseball videos and it's then it's only football until november 6th i believe is opening day for college basketball yeah i'd say there's it's six seventh or eighth i can't remember which one of those it is but i'm counting down the days yeah, I, I'm I'm not, but you know, here we are. <laughs> That's our long running joke. People who know that the long running joke, I always give Jake a hard time about how much I hate college basketball. So uh, it, it'll be good times when we get there. Uh, the, the, I was I was actually thinking about this today. College basketball season has been so profitable at the start of every season we've done this. It's just yeah. been gang, but it's just been like raking in the money. And then last year, one of the money lines was so great because we found a way to continue that profit throughout the season. Was a lot of fun. Uh, it's always fun though that first week trying to get all your data sources in, in, in line and like all the important things and who, what websites have changed what, cause I, I can't just like make the data up. I gotta get the data feeds from somewhere. Right. And uh, running through my program and making sure everything's lined up is always kind of that fun first week. Like is everything right? This <laughs> so was like, we're going to do that again pretty soon. You mean you're not sitting there watching every game and just writing down the stats and then in, manually inputting it into the model. Like, that's not how that works. Unfortunately, no, that does seem I'm not going to say fun. That sounds terrible. Terrible. Actually. <laughs> Although it's a, there was, there was, what was that ESPN, that 30 for 30 documentary with the schedule that they used to have, like for the baseball schedule, like this, like old married couple, like wrote down all of the schedules for like did it all by him. Like that just seems like crazy. And then the first fantasy football, when they were doing uh-huh. box scores in the newspaper, writing it, that's just, yeah, uh, I love yep. it. But man, I, I, that would be me. Times have changed, but yes, uh, one more week of baseball videos. All the rest of the baseball content will be exclusive to Doug Club, but still got tons of football out there. So check that out. Again, you'll have a good weekend. Hopefully you'll get a lot of winners. And then otherwise, though, I will let the outro music take us out.